we can be so obsessed with something that we think is good for us or something that we desire. And desire is not always equal to necessity, to what we need. And we have to learn to let things go. You are listening to I Love That Line. I am Lawrence Anthony. And I am Darren Marcus Robinson. It is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade time. Darren, how do you feel about this movie? Big time. This is this is one of my top. I think I, it's funny. I say every movie my top five. Do, people are keeping do. track. Yeah, you know it's funny you say that because I say the same thing. I'm like it's one of my top ten. People are gonna be like, how many top tens do you, fives do you guys have? Solar! I said no camels. That's five camels. Can't you count? <laughs> Um, but it's definitely one of my most watched films. I think if, if there was a tracker of how many times I've watched this film, it's countless. I mean, we're, I'm so old. We're so old that we go back to the VHS. I mean, we probably murdered that VHS and like that's destroyed. Um, but even it's on Netflix and stuff now. And I've just watched it so many times. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. Uh, I remember us just watching this as kids over and over and over on the VHS. We wore that out. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of the most uh, watched VHSs, uh, movies on VHS that we that I watched. Anyway, and I just love it. It's fun. It's great. I mean, I love the series. This is my favorite Indiana Jones. It's just great. It's so wonderful. Uh, maybe not that many lines, to be honest. I don't think a tremendous amount of lines. No. No. But the one line that we have picked um, is the one that I've always loved. It's the one that always stands out to me. And I think it says so much. Um, before we get into the line, let's just break down a summary of the film. Yeah? Yeah. So here's a summary of the film for anyone who has not seen it or for anyone who needs a refresher. Uh, Indiana Jones is a series of films starring Harrison Ford and directed by none other than Mr. Steven Spielberg. It is the third film in the series and it follows the archaeologist Indiana Jones as he discovers his estranged father, played by Sean Connery, the late Sir Sean Connery, has gone missing while seeking out clues leading to the Holy Grail. Guided in his search by his father's diary, Jones learns that the Nazis are also interested in the biblical cup and he must overcome them to be reunited with his father. I mean, you're all in, right? After that. Yeah. For me, it is, I would say probably, well, it's my favorite anyway. I can't say the best uh, this or that, but I think it, it's my favorite father-son duo, I believe, mm. in film. You know, it just there's so much behind it, and mm. very few father son duos. Did you believe? Like, I actually thought, like, you know, Harrison Ford <laughs> and Sean Connery were related. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, they just played it so well. It just it's the chemistry true. is off the charts. Yo, it's true. It's true. The chemistry is crazy. I think I thought that too. I was like, wait, they really got his dad? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, just the just the way they interact with each other just felt so natural. They were like, they were acting their asses off. Yeah, they really were. They seem like they're having fun, which I always love in a film. They just seem like they get along and the chemistry, as you said, just off the charts. Interestingly, when you think about it, you know, Spielberg who directed these films, he knows what he's doing, obviously, not just from a directing standpoint, but the common thread in Spielberg movies, in Spielberg movies, is fatherhood. The relationship mm -hmm. between father and his son. Not just children, father and son. And I, you know, I watched a biography on Spielberg. 
and that has a lot to do with his relationship um, with his father. So you know, you see that thread throughout a lot of his films, um, whether that's War of the Worlds or Indiana Jones or just you know, so many different Spielberg movies. He just does that extremely well, and he's really interested in that theme of fatherhood. It's really powerful. It's really, really powerful. I know, you know, we both have our feelings about that, and you know, as we get older, that becomes even shifts and changes. But it's just a, a really, really great film. Ten out of ten, you know, ten out of ten from the acting to the the settings to the to the costume design to the just overall enjoyment, the the entertainment to Elsa. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna touch it. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna touch it. <laughs> um, let's get into our line. Uh, it's a great line. It's to me, it's one of the most beautiful lines. Before we get into our line, we'll set up the scene and what happens, where the line comes up. Indiana Jones and his father, Doctor Henry Jones, are in a structure. They found the Holy Grail. The structure is collapsing underneath them, literally collapsing underneath their feet. Indiana Jones has just witnessed uh, what his former love interest, who he finds out is a Nazi, so no longer his love interest, but she has fallen to her death trying to reach for the grail. Indiana Jones has his hand, his fingers, touching the grail. He's about to grab it. He's also holding his father's hand, so he's, he's, he's pretty much hanging off a cliff almost, holding his father's hand. And he's trying to reach it, he's trying to reach it, and Dr. Henry Jones is seeing his son try and grasp for it, and he's about to fall. He knows it. And this is where our line comes in. Junior, give me your other hand. I can't hold on. I can get it. I can almost reach it, Dad. Indiana. Indiana. So we, as we mentioned before, this is something that we've watched probably a thousand <laughs> times over, and uh, we recite this line quite often. Actually, <laughs> we really do. We really do. This might have been one of the lines that kind of sparked this podcast. You're right. Uh, You're right. That we would text each other back and forth. You know? <laughs> and so, uh, having said that, I'll let I'll let you kick it off. Why do you love that line? <sighs> Darren, you're right. You know, we, we we say this to each other all the time. I think we, we think it. And I think why I love that line is because it's so beautiful, man. It's just, there's two things at play here. There's the let it go, which is one thing. There's the, you're, you're trying to reach out for something that's only going to harm you. Just let it go. Let it go. Yes, maybe you can get it, but... It's going to cause you harm. Let it go. And I think that's really important. And sometimes people don't want to hear that. Or sometimes we don't hear that. And I think that the things that we sometimes want <laughs> aren't what we need. And we can mistake the two. It's very easy to mistake the two things. And so I love that part. I love the let it go part for that. But, but, that's part two of the line. The first part of the line 
is the thing that seems so subtle that every time I hear it, I, I, I don't quite tear up, and everyone knows I tear up with a lot of movies, but it does give me goosebumps. Throughout the entire film, Sean Connery, who plays his father, Dr. Henry Jones, he calls him Junior. He calls Harrison Ford, he calls Indiana Jones Junior. Throughout the entire film, Junior, Junior, Junior. And it's only he, and, 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 and he hates it. Indiana Jones hates mm-hmm. him. Harrison Ford hates him. Don't, don't call me that. Please. Don't he call says. me that. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Please. And it is only here, it's the first time in the film when Dr. Henry Jones knows that his son, he's about to lose his son. Mm-hmm. He says, Indiana, Indiana. And you just see Harrison Ford's face, his brilliant acting. Mm-hmm. He's like, whoa, whoa. You've never called me that, so that to me, like that. So there's two parts in this line, and I, this is one of the first two parters I think we've had in a line. That to me is the one that I really love, is because all he's wanted from his father is love and affection, and all he's wanted is from his parent is that, and and for him to just hey, just call me Indiana, and it is in that moment when he does that he's. That Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones is only able to listen because he's ha! Wow, I just realized it. He's got what he really needs. He doesn't need the Grail. He needs the mm-hmm. love of his parent. He yeah. wants the Grail, doesn't need it. He's about to lose what he really needs because he's getting going for something he wants. That's why I love that line. Yeah, and that that's part of what I I thought as well. Sometimes we are so obsessed. We can be so obsessed with something that we think is good for us or something that we desire. And desire is not always equal to necessity to what we need, you know? And so there are things that we might desire and things that we- Whoa, 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 say that again, after. bro. Say that again. That's that's powerful. It's, it's true though, you know, because desire is not always equal to necessity. It doesn't always yeah. equal what you need. And a lot of times we have we think we have something within our grasp that is for us, but it's not meant for us. You know, you're sometimes you're meant to experience something, and then, as Henry Jones says, you let it go. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes, things aren't meant to be in our life forever. And we have to learn to let things go. We have to learn to let our obsessions go. Obsession is very seldom, you know, it's not a bad thing, but it's good to obsess over things, but in a critical thinking kind of way you know it's important that we know what we're what we're uh we don't lose sight of what's most important and that's why the indiana part uh, is important as well because as you said sean connery dr henry jones knows that this is what will snap his son out of the trance that he's in Mm. because you know because he's in a trance he's so enamored by this thing that he's obsessed with which is kind of ironic because initially it's Sean Connery's character that's obsessed with the, the Grail, and he's the one who's his whole life he's the, he's been trying to find it. Yeah, and they both realize in that moment that they have what they need is that's each other, hmm. and so that's hmm. why I love that line is because you know it's you don't need that thing that you're obsessed over you, you already kind of already have what you need. <sighs> Wonderfully said. I think about a Stone song. It may be my favorite Stone song, or one of, you know, continuing down my uh, 
middle-aged white guy music choices. Yeah, the, yeah, the 55-year-old <laughs> white man. <laughs> uh, but hey, I also dropped some J quotes in here, so you know you got to balance. But you can't always get what you want. Oh, yeah, yeah. But if you try sometimes, you get what you need. And I love that. It's, it, it's, it's a great line that I think really applies. The obsession, you talk about obsession. Obsession will get you so far. But then eventually it becomes all too consuming. And you need to use these things sometimes to get somewhere. And it becomes very similar to that story or parable or fable, whatever you want to call it, of you know a man or a woman who gets saved using uh, a canoe. So they bring the canoe with them everywhere. They bring the canoe with them everywhere. And then... They get to a forest, but they can't move forward. You can't go between trees with a canoe strapped to your back, no matter which way they turn it. But you won't let go of the canoe because it saved his or her life. Mm-hmm. And I heard that fable a, long t- a while ago. And essentially, it says the things that help us or the things that are our salvation at times maybe don't serve us down the road. They can end up being an obstacle or a destruction. And so the obsession that Henry Jones Sr., Sean Connery, the obsession that he has actually to find the grail, it affects his relationship with his son, mm-hmm. right? When they were both younger. They don't have a father-son dynamic because he has his obsession, or one of the reasons is because of the obsession. And then Indiana has an obsession, and certainly you're right, he's a trance, and they focus on his eyes. Like, he's in a trance, and he's about to grab this, like Elsa... And Dr. Jones recognizes the obsession and he knows what I need and what he needs right now is to hear the name that he wants and to hear what matters to him. And that's why he says Indiana. Yeah. You know, and it's a a beautiful scene. And you're right. Sometimes we just got to let things go, but it's very hard to let things go when we want them, we desire them. And they also bring us joy, going back to that fable, or they bring us, or they think, we think that it brings us salvation. So how do you let go of something that you've either obsessed over, or that has brought you a lot of joy, or feels good, but ultimately isn't for you? And that's a tough thing for people to realize. I've had that problem. I've had that problem. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, no, how can I let this go? I, I enjoy this. This is, it's beneficial, or I feel alive, or this is going to bring me more joy but ultimately it just maybe it might be your destruction often the obsession becomes the impediment that's what that story or that fable rather kind of teaches us the the obsession can become the impediment i've definitely most certainly 120,000 percent experienced that in my life uh, sometimes you just have to know when to let go yeah. and I've struggled with that throughout the course of my life, but I think I've gotten better with it. It's something I think you continuously learn that as you get older and as you mature rather, because maturity, you know, age isn't necessarily defined maturity, mm-hmm. but as you mature, you learn that uh, obsession will hold you back quite often. You said something there that I also agree with is you learn that as you get older. I think, you know, I've heard grandpa say this, you know, I've heard people that I look up to that are wise will just tell you, just let it go. It's all good. It doesn't matter. You know, 
sometimes that can just be a light tap on the shoulder, the leg, or whatever it is. And just, hey, just let it go, you know? And it's interesting because it's not dismissive. It's not, let it go. What, what are you doing? It only works when someone can appeal to you and understand what it means to you. It's not, let it go. It doesn't matter. It's, I get it. I know it matters to you. I also know it's important or you feel it's important, but you've got to let it go. And I think people are much, much more able to let things go if they feel that they're heard or they're understood. You know what I mean? Like no one wants to feel that their obsession or what they, what they're passionate about doesn't matter, but it can both matter and also not be the most important thing to you. Yeah. Counsel. I, I try to keep people around whose opinions I respect and trust and believe in. It's important to have people in your ear. We often talk about, uh, you know, conciliari and, uh, from, you know, the mob <laughs> conciliari. But uh, it's important to have a counselor when you are um, making decisions or when you need to make a decision. Because more often than not, we, we can, it's like, you know, it's hard to take your own advice. Right. But when you take yeah. the advice of someone that you trust, that's when you can kind of have a clear vision. So that's what it is. It's, it's, it's listening to someone that you trust and you love and understanding that they have your best interest in mind. Mm. Not everyone has your best interest in mind, but in this scenario, he does. Well, let's get to that then. Um, why the line matters in the film. I know we've covered some some of it, but we've kind of merged the two. But why is the line matter in the film? It matters because, as I kind of just said, that the whole time, as you mentioned, the whole time throughout this film, we find we get the history of the relationship yes, between the two. Yes, you're between right. Father and son. We almost from one of the first scenes um, when uh, Indiana comes home as a young boy and he's trying to talk to his dad, and his dad's like, "Junior." Wait till I'm, you know, I'm finished doing what I'm doing. And what he's doing is he's, uh, he's writing in his grail diary. He's obsessed mm -hmm. over this search. And it, it kind of makes Indy feel like he's on the back burner yeah. to his father's work. And then throughout the film, after they re reunite, there's a lot of tension there because of this fact. But then we start to see the, the healing yes. come about, which is, yeah. a, which is a beautiful thing to watch. It, 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 it's a crescendo. My favorite things kind of, you know, they build up. It builds up to this very moment. It starts from the broken relationship there in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then it builds up as we go along in the film to this very moment where he just says, Indiana, doesn't yell it. You know, the whole, the rest of the movie is yelling junior, you know, the whole time. <laughs> He's just yelling at him. <laughs> but in this junior. moment, he just calmly, quietly says, Indiana. And that is what snaps Indy back to reality. Darren, you need that, man. Mm -hmm. You need that. We need that from people. And, and I know we talked about ourselves, why it matters to us and why we love that line. But Indiana needs that. His character as an adult man is a young boy still in, still looking for his father's love and approval. He might be a grown man who is saving the world or fighting Nazis or rescuing Indian kids <laughs> in part two. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But he has trauma that he has not dealt with. 
and he is still a boy. And what I've come to realize, one of the best things I've come to realize over the last year is that you need to give voice to that inner child. And in The Last Crusade, you know, Harrison Ford's character, Indiana Jones, he's he's like, dad, 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 you know, like, and he's like, don't do that, don't do that. And he's, and, and, and when we get to other lines, you know, he says things throughout the film that are kind of just like, you know, you weren't there or yada, yada, yada. Not, not, not too over the top, but, you know, just little quips. And the line matters in the film because it is at this point that, as you said, the healing, the healing reaches its final conclusion. Mm-hmm. Like, the healing kind of, ha- as you said, happens throughout the film. And then when Henry Jones thinks Indiana has died when he's fallen off the cliff with the tank. And then when he comes, we'll get to, you know, get that when we get to favorite lines. But... The healing is getting there, but this is that final piece. That's why the line matters in the film, because this is that final piece that they both need to just say, okay, we're good. We have each other. Yeah, it wasn't, you know, it's not the grail. You know, they both kind of, or Indy thought that the grail would be the thing that kind of brought him closer to his dad. You know, he he Mm. Mm -hmm. visualized it and, you know, it was symbolized as the piece to kind of unite them. Yeah. But what they found is that, as you said earlier, they just needed each other. And that is when, when he says Indiana, that's when Harrison Ford, Indy realizes that, oh, you know, I don't need the grill to, to prove that I'm worthy to my dad or that I, I have that, you know, the bond that it's there. We've already, you know, accomplished it. And, you know, it's funny because what you end up doing as uh, children is you try and emulate what your parents do. You know, right? Some of us. And so if your mom's great at this, you want to be great at that. If your dad's great at that, you want to be great at that. Or you want to be better at it, right? Henry Jones is an archaeologist. Indiana Jones becomes an archaeologist. And, you know, I think throughout the series, sometimes they'll, they'll say, oh, you know, your dad's great, but you were better, or yada, yada, yada. Or they'll make references, oh, I would have done it this way, I would have done that way. Indiana's like, well, you know, he then becomes... He's following in his father's footsteps, right? Literally, actually, father following in his father's footsteps throughout the film, and is at that moment when they realize, hey, look, you know, we've we got more in common, and let's let's kind of just put all this stuff away and just let it go. It's not just let go of the grail, in that literal sense, it is, but let's just let it go, you know. Yeah. And yeah, uh, should we get into other lines that we like in the film? Sure. Yeah. What do you got? Um, as we said earlier, there's not a whole bunch that I loved, but there were ones that I that made me feel something. Yeah, and there's I mean there's a lot of funny ones too. Like there's, there's yeah, it's, it's it's just you know a great script with just jokes and quips and things like that. But there's a scene where Dr. Henry Jones, Sean Connery's character, he's uh, they're trying to escape the Nazis. They're, they they just reunited, and uh, Harrison's trying to break his dad out of this this castle that's occupied by the Nazis and they get to a dead end and they're looking you know Indy's looking for a way to to get out and Henry just says you know I find that if I sit down and just think the solution <laughs> presents itself <laughs> in, a, in the movie film it happens in a comedic way um, I love that line you know because so often we'll just be frantic about something and we're trying to find a way to meet an objective, but if we just take the time to sit down, meditate, think on something, 
then we can get to the answer. Um, it's not, I mean, that's not always the, the solution, but that is often the way that solution presents itself. It's, it's through, through thought. Yeah. Reflection. Mm-hmm. Right. And what's great about that line then too, though, is he actually ends up being right, which is frustrating to, yeah. to Harrison Ford. He's frustrated to Indiana because, you know, he sits down and accidentally, Henry Jones sits down and accidentally initiates a trap door. What else you got? I have this one that um, when they they finally do escape, I'm going to spoil alert for anyone who hasn't seen it, they finally do escape the castle. They get to a, God, this is how you know it, like it's a, a time time period. They get to a, a, I guess an airport, if you will, but it's a, they're getting on a blimp. <laughs> and uh, so they're on the blimp. They sit down at a table and Indy's like, well, we made it. <laughs> and uh, Sean Connery, Henry Joe's character, is reading the newspaper and he looks at him. He's like, well, made it. When we're airborne with Germany behind us, then I'll share that sentiment. Relax. <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious, you know, because... <laughs> I thought about it this this morning because you know a lot of things are starting to happen for me in terms of things that I, I I'm I've been wanting to do, mm-hmm. but I'm hesitant to share it because I'm so scared of the impending danger of often sometimes it might not work out and then then I feel let down. I think it's not till after the W sometimes that you should really share it or really you know enjoy that sentiment. So it's interesting that you said that. So Brene Brown actually calls this foreboding joy. It's actually a great thing you said because I've gone through that, go through that as well, is particularly, I think a lot of people feel this, but, but I, I can only speak as, as, uh, as a black man. And I said to you know a good friend of mine, and I mentioned this before, I was like, oh, you know, I'm kind of worried the other shoe's going to drop. And he said, you know, we're so used to things not going well that we're constantly worried. Anxiety that comes because you're used to things not going well or or if you're used to things not going well, you're just like, oh, don't get excited. It's not going to work out, you know. Or And Brene Brown, who I just respect a lot, uh, she talks about this and, and she, she's termed it foreboding joy. It's just a sense of, oh, if things are too great, something bad is going to happen or I can't get too excited. Uh, so, But I do love that line as well. Because, you know, Indiana's all, you know, he's, he's younger than, than his father. Obviously, he's younger than Dr. Henry Jones, and he's just kind of feeling himself. He's like, oh, we're good, we're good. And, you know, the older, wiser man's like, eh, let's uh, puppy breaks here, buddy. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know, in my experience, <laughs> let's wait till we actually, you know, get the bad thing behind us before we celebrate. Grandpa's very much like that. Grandpa doesn't really celebrate until it's done. Good pick. Good pick. Uh, here's one I got that... Uh, comes up early in the film and it's when a young indiana jones is um trying to get an uh, an artifact and he loses the artifact he gets it taken away from him the guy the the, the antagonist and early in the film who wears a fedora i think he's just man the fedora and that's where indiana gets his famous fedora from is from this guy who gives it to him but the guy says to him you lost today kid but it doesn't mean you have to like it (laughs) 
Love that a lot because it says everything. It's not that you're always going to get your way. It's not that things are always going to work out for you. You are going to take some L's and that's okay. You got to learn from them. And he does, right? He learns from me. And I think it also makes Indiana not a superhero. You know things are going to work out for him, but you know he's going to take some L's too. Yeah, it's real life. You show me anybody in history who hasn't taken an L, whether you're a Christian or whatever, like even Jesus got nailed to a cross. So everyone is lost. Going biblical here? What, what, what are you doing? So there's other good examples we get. Jordan took some L's. Serena took some L's. Well, Gretzky took some L's. The whole film was about the Holy Grail. Oh, okay. So for, okay, I was like, "Where's this coming from?" Where? It's not random. <laughs> I was like, where? "I was like, what?" You know? I was like, "What? What? What? what are you, you scripture now? All of a sudden, Pastor no, I'm not, Darren, not a pastor, a youth pastor." <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm not a youth pastor. I'm just saying, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, based on the content, yeah. the context. Uh, a line that I really love gets close to uh, close to the end is I referenced it earlier when uh, Sean Connery, Dr. Henry Jones, thinks that Indiana has died, and it's a heartfelt moment. First of all, I lost you, boy. I thought you had to, sir. Just wow, that's yeah, a touching moment. Um, but again, that's what, what we go back to. It, film just it's it, it's a journey, you know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cliche, but it really shows us that it's about the journey and not the destination per se. You know, they finally get to the Grail, but the parts that really mattered were along the way of them getting there and the healing that they experienced getting there. Yeah. Absolutely. 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 Um, I've got one more line, but before I go, what, what else you got? Do you, do you have any others? Um, well, I have a scene where they're, after they, again, after they escape the, the castle and they're on this uh, motorcycle, like, I don't even know what it's called. Is it a biped? Like, I don't know what it is. The motorcycle with the sidecar. With the sidecar? Yeah, I always thought those were really cool. I always yeah. wanted one of those. Um, um, maybe for a dog, I don't know. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, they're in the sidecar and they come to a stop and they're having a discussion about which way they should go. And so this this comes back to what I said oh, I about know. obsession. I know, I know you're about to <laughs> go for it. And uh, they're talking and Indy says, this is an obsession, Dad. I never understood it. And neither did Mom. That takes, you know, Henry Sr. back, Sean Connery back. And he says, oh, yes, she did. Only too well. Unfortunately... She kept her illness from me till all I could do was mourn her. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, it kind of illustrates the what I said earlier about how if you obsess over something too much, you can miss the yeah. things that are most important to you. Yeah, You can miss the things that surround you and that really bring you your joy and your, your, your love and your healing. And so I thought that was, that was not, that's not a, you know, in your face line, but it's pretty, it's critical. Yeah, and that comes up often when you talk to people who are quote-unquote really successful or people who reach great heights because of their obsession. They often say, but I missed this, or I missed my wife's this, or my husband's this, or my son's this, or my daughter's this, or my parents. I missed something. Essentially what they're saying is I can't get back time. It's time. Yeah. And I'll tell you, Darren... I've always tried to have balance and I have tried really hard to maintain a good balance in 
work and life or passion in life because when you're when that's it you can't get time back and so it's very important just keep that in mind yeah it's the only luxury yeah uh the only other line i got is uh <laughs> i think i know what you're gonna go with i don't know if you do i'm curious i'm curious i'm curious if you uh if you do but the only other line i, th- I have that i would put in and there's, there, there's a few others but this is the only one that i'll say is Toward the end of the film, when they're in the room full of potential grails and cups, mm-hmm. and the villain, uh, the villain is going to get the choose a grail, and he chooses the one that's gold. He's like, "Oh, Christ was like king; he'd have a gold grail," mm-hmm. and it causes him to die because he, choo- he chooses incorrectly, and the the man who he is chose poorly, he chose poorly, <laughs> <laughs> and. I love that because I that, I remember that just as a kid that said a lot to me is sometimes a thing that you think it's fool's gold essentially that's what it is I I, I tell people that all the time and all that, all that glitters yeah a friend of mine called me and he was asking me for my advice on on a business deal and I was like yeah that sounds like fool's gold to me you know go with the thing that is actually a sure bet you know and sometimes the things that seem shiny. We're like, oh, let's get it. And it actually ends up being the, the, the right grail is the one that was like, it looked modest and a carpenter and all this kind of stuff. But I, I've always loved that line. It's like, it chose poorly. Yeah. All that glitters is not gold. Um, my last line, I guess. It's one that we, you know, it's one we that we say to each other all the time. I can't believe that you didn't say this. I thought really? this would have been one that, I have actually a list of ones that uh, we use regularly from this <laughs> film that we'd said to each other. Um, but um, What did I miss? One of the this is the one that I really like um, from the same villain that chose poorly um, at the end of the film. He's talking to Indy and he says, "It's time to ask yourself what you believe." <laughs> <laughs> we do. Yeah, we, we do. do that all the time. <laughs> You're right. We do say it. <laughs> you know, but I, I mean, well, some of the context where... is like he's tried to right. He's... He's trying to persuade uh, Indy to go get the grill for yeah, him yeah. Um, without giving away too much. But uh, <laughs> it's time to ask yourself what you believe. And that's kind of like, <laughs> it's not Thanos level, but it's, you know, it's something that the villain says that's really potent. Um, but oftentimes, you know, you have to ask yourself what you, what you believe. Mm-hmm. You have to ask yourself, what do you really believe in? Mm-hmm. What matters to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what are you willing to do to get it? So yeah. I thought it was pretty strong. No, we do. You're right. We do say it all the time. I kept that with someone. But, and we laugh on it. Because it, it's not just him saying it. It's how he says it. So I have to ask yourself what yeah. you believe. But it is yeah. true. And in asking yourself that, you'll, it'll provide a compass for you. Uh, sorry, there's another line you love in case you... <laughs> yeah, there's a scene where they're sitting down on the blimp, uh, as I mentioned before, and they're talking. And they're just... Harrison's trying to patch up Indy's trying to patch up their relationship in a way trying to you know he's poking and prodding and saying like dad like you know why why aren't you normal like the rest of the other kids dads and Sean Connery's just being dismissive about it not even looking at him he's just looking through his grail diary and uh he's like do I detect rebuke (laughs) and I always thought that was funny as hell you know it's it's such a a, uh, religious term you know like (laughs) do I detect rebuke uh, so I thought that was funny. Um, so good. <laughs> but in that same scene, though, actually, he says uh, they're they're talking about 
what they'll face when they get to the the temple that uh, houses a grail. Henry Sr. says, we're going to face some booby traps. And uh, Indy's like, well, what kind? Uh, Sean Connery's like, I don't know, but we'll find out. And so that it's kind of a nice moment because it's like, you know, we're on this journey together as father and son. So I think that was kind yeah, of cool, too. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, the whole movie is about like about that. And like where there's one part where they're getting shot by a plane. Sean Connery's like, those people are trying to kill us. And, then, and, and he yells at him. He's like, I know, Dad. He's like, well, it's, like a it's, new, it's a new experience for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Just so many great ones. Uh, delivery of the line. It's a category of the delivery of the line. Uh, I think you touched on this already, but... You can't get any stronger than, than what he did, than what Sir Sean Connery did with this. Yeah. You know, he did it. He, it, it it's a culmination of their their healing mm-hmm. in that moment and it really really hits home just the way he says it you know just a soft spoken to indiana you know the world's literally crashing down yes. right? yeah 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 right and he could be like in indiana you could yell junior junior but i wouldn't get his attention actually before that he says you know junior give me your hand mm-hmm. give me your other hand I, I you know i can't hold on but he knows and he, and he says it. He knows what will get his son's attention. He knows what will uh, save his life. And so he speaks it softly. And he says the words that he knows will grab his attention. Indiana. And you know, it's funny, Darren, as you say that, they're both stubborn, right? And which means they're very much like each other. But it is in that moment where Dr. Henry Jones... Sir Sean Connery, R.I.P. He lets go of his stubbornness. And he realizes, because he's, he's the wise father, he's like, Junior's not working, Junior's not working, he's not going to respond to that. And he's like, fine, this is going to work, Indiana. And sometimes you, and you know what, in fact, he lets it go, right? Henry Jones yeah. lets it go too. And it's in letting it go, Indiana's able, Indy's able to let it go. And sometimes you just have to just meet each other in the middle sometimes. You know, you just have to meet each other in the middle because you can keep going back and forth, you know, but until someone decides, okay, I'm going to put the guns down, I'm going to let the guard down, then that makes it comfortable for other people to let their guard down. And that's how, you know, because the delivery is perfect. You know, I, I, yeah, absolutely. You know, I kind of forgot before we uh, close up here, there's another line that we kind of ties that in, into what you're saying after that scene where they're talking about what they found in there and he asked, and Indy asks his dad he says you know what did you find and he says mm-hmm. illumination mm-hmm. and that just alludes to the fact that what he was looking for wasn't the grail but he what he found was the enlightenment of of the bond between him and his son yeah you can't always get what you want but you can get what you need. Uh, where do you rank the line? Uh, I, I, I'm biased again. Like I feel like I'm so biased with so many of these lines. Like, we, like you said, we wore out this this VHS tape as kids, and I've you know I've, I've watched it numerous times since then. But uh, it's Hall of Fame for me. Hall of Fame, yeah, without a doubt. Hall of Fame. For it's me. Hall of Fame in its delivery. It's Hall of Fame in why it matters in the film, and it's Hall of Fame for life. Mm-hmm. Let it go. Whatever you're holding on to, whatever you think you need, 
question whether you actually need it or you want it because those are two very different things and let it go and also know how to reach people yeah hall of fame to me yeah 100 percent. is there anything else you got now we could talk about this film for forever you know we could go on about this john williams yeah killed the soundtrack too but i really it's just such a great film in terms of the, again, the costume design and the settings, and like, and I want to go to Jordan now just to see where they filmed in Petra, like where they yeah. filmed the the Grail Temple or whatever. Just great overall. Yeah. You know, if you're young and you haven't seen it, go watch it. Uh, if you if you love it like we do, watch it again. And listen to the line. You know what? What watch when that comes up. Just how powerful that line is. Uh, Derek, you want to tell everyone where they can find us, and uh, we'll get out of here. We are online. On Twitter, love that line pod at love that line pod on Twitter. It's where you can uh, interact with us and follow us on there. On Instagram, I underscore love underscore that underscore line is our handle. We're quite active on there. And so uh, just hop on, say what up, and uh, enjoy the ride. <laughs> yeah. And if you have any films or any lines that you love, you want us to cover, shoot us a message, let us know. All right. For I love that line, I am Lawrence Anthony. Thank you so much for listening. And I am Darren Marcus Robinson. Next time.